When I was just a little girl, my mama used to tuck me into bed and she'd read me a story. It always was about a princess in distress and how a guy would save her and end up with the glory. I'd lie in bed and think about the person that I wanted to be. Then one day I realized a fairy tale life wasn't for me. I don't wanna be like Cinderella, sitting at a cold, dusty cellar, waiting for somebody to come and set me free. I don't wanna be like Snow White waiting for handsome prince to come and save me on a horse of white. Unless we're riding side by side, don't wanna depend on no one else. I'd rather rescue myself. Welcome to Sup Media Reviews, the podcast that never needs spoiler alerts because it takes you back in time to relive the nostalgia of classic TV shows and films that you've probably already seen. I'm your host, Kiara, and each week I'll dive into the archives to bring you my take on movies and TV shows from at least 20 years ago. From cult classics to forgotten gems, I'll review them all and give my honest opinion on their impact and whether or not they still hold up today. Join me as we revisit the iconic characters, memorable moments, and timeless themes that made these shows and films so special. So take a break from adulting and get ready for a trip down memory lane with Sup Media Reviews. What's up, Home Slices? Thanks so much for tuning in to Sub Media Reviews. I'm your host, Kiera, and today, August 15th, 2023, is the 20th anniversary of the release of the hit Disney Channel movie, The Cheetah Girls. I cannot believe it's been 20 years already. In celebration of this major milestone, I'm stoked to review the 2003 hit movie, The Cheetah Girls, with my very own sisters. I have two of my sisters here to dissect this film. I've never had more than one guest at a time, so this is new for submedia reviews, and I hope that you'll bear with us. I have here Arabia. Say hi, Arabia. What's up, Home Slices? Arabia was featured in the reviews of Monsters, Inc. and The Fifth Element. And last but not least, I have my sister, Jassity, here. Say hi, Jassity. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Jassity's first time as a guest at Submedia Reviews, and I'm so happy she's here. As young girls who were between the ages of 4 and 12 when this movie came out, it had a major impact on us, and I'm so happy I get to share this review with you all. This movie is based on the Cheetah Girls book series by Deborah Gregory and features Raven Simone as Galleria, Adrian Bailon Houghton as Chanel, Keely Williams as Aqua, and Sabrina Bryan as Dorinda. As always, here are some fun facts about the movie. The first fun fact is that Solange was originally cast as Aqua, but later pulled out of the production due to the promotion and release of her debut album, Solo Star. She was subsequently replaced by Keely Williams. I feel like this makes sense to me uh, because Solange and Aqua were both from Texas. But do you think Solange regretted not being in this movie? Yeah, definitely how successful it was. And it's like a three movie whole thing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I would have regretted it if I was Solange. I feel like she probably like, mm-hmm. she would have went maybe a little 
I mean, even though she's doing pretty good right now, she probably would have did better if she was a cheetah girl. Her solo album may have, you know, really popped off. The second fun fact is that the girls played teenagers in high school. They were actually freshmen, but their real ages were 17, Keely, 18, Raven, 19, Sabrina, and 20, Adrian. They were much older than freshmen. Freshmen are what, like 14? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And... The third fun fact is that the Cheetah Girls are mostly seen wearing leopard print for the entire film. So Cheetah Girls actually wear leopard print. Leopard Girls just doesn't sound as good. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to check out the Cheetah Girls, you can watch it on Disney Plus as of the recording of this episode. It's time to talk about our personal connections to this film. I have a question for each of you. Who's your favorite Cheetah Girl and why is this movie so impactful to you? Jastity, you go first. So my favorite Cheetah Girl was Adrienne. She just had a lot of sass, spunk. Um, I liked how she was humble, but she was still like that girl. She kept the group together. Her head didn't get too big. Like Galleria, who she's still cool, but I just was like, uh, calm down. So I just feel like Adrian was my favorite. She kept everybody together and she just carried the group to me personally. And it was impactful to me because it was just something I could relate to. There were two black girls, there was a lot of culture in the group. They had spunk, they could dress personally back then. I felt like their outfits were cute. Um, they sung, they dance, which is something that all girls want to do when they're growing up. And it just carried me, honestly. The messages, the dances, the songs were 10 out of 10 on all the movies. And it just, yeah, it hit me. Girl, yeah, I'm, I think we all connect with that. So, Arabia, what about you? Who's your favorite and why was it so impactful to you? My favorite was um, Aqua. I I loved her when I was younger. Um, she was just so cool to me. And like her carrying hot sauce in her bag, that was like so me. Because I, I love hot sauce. And I do have hot sauce in my purse. And so <laughs> that, I like that about her. And um, I just thought she was so cool. And I'm, she like kind of becomes in charge of their their outfits, and I was like, oh, she's like a like a fashion designer, and I kind of kind of low key wanted to be that when I was younger, and so um I liked her, and um it's impactful to me because um you know because of like there were black girls in this, and it was like I had never really seen anything like that, especially on like Disney Channel, like other than you know Raven, they didn't really have like sister sister didn't have a whole bunch of stuff, and so it was just. It was cool to see them singing and dancing and having a good time. And you like when you like in school and it would come on the night before you'd be next day in school. You talk about it with your friends and who whose favorite was who and who wanted to be who and who's who wanted to wear whose color. And like we had like memorabilia and just wearing their stuff and singing their songs. We used to like practice at recess and singing their stuff. <laughs> so it's a, it was just a good part of my childhood that like. I'll never forget. And it was, this is awesome. All, all three of the movies are just special. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I freaking I love this movie. Aqua vibes too, Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's 
well, personally, my favorite was Galleria. Like, I, I was compared to Raven Simone a lot when I was a teenager. I was light skinned with big so. boobs. Um, so <laughs> we had a, a lot in common, I guess. And I thought it was cool that she wrote the songs for the group. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that she was funny. And then even with her flaws, like she had some principles. So like, even though she got a big head, she did try to keep the group like on the right path and like to stick with their vision. I really liked her, but I also liked most of the songs in the movie. But another fun fact about um, Cheetah Girls is that the soundtrack to this movie climbed to number 33 on the Billboard 200 charts and was certified double platinum. So that's kind of a big deal for like a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Um, this is the second movie we've covered here at Submedia Reviews that was produced by Whitney Houston and Deborah Martin Chase. The first movie was Princess Diaries. Um, there's another co-producer of the Cheetah Girls whose name is Cheryl Hill, who's also a woman of color. So we have a movie produced by three women of color, and the story has a lot of female empowerment themes, which I think is pretty cool. They also included elements like being biracial, feeling neglected by your parents, or even growing up poor or in foster care. Also, like who doesn't want to sing and dance and be a part of a girl group? Like the Cheetah Girls were cute. They wore animal print. They sang and danced. They had this positive message. And when I was a 12-year-old, I was super into it. Um, We knew Raven from That's So Raven. We knew Adrian and Keely from 3LW, and it was just the best, you know? I loved it, okay? Well, listeners, if you have a personal connection to this film, let us know on our social media pages. We want to hear from you. So I'm excited for us to share our perspectives on this movie, so let's chat. The Cheetah Girls movie starts, and immediately, I hate the camera quality. (laughs) I feel like it was super fuzzy and not clear, kind of like the first two seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, the (laughs) The movie opens up with the girls performing, Together We Can, at a birthday party. Uh... This is probably one of my least favorite songs from the movie, but um, yeah, just for me personally, but you know, they're all together, we can shoot the moon, stop the rain, and the water, if we want to. (laughs) They have like these good but simple dance moves, and they share the verses pretty equally. Um, I found that their clothing was a little weird. I feel like at the time, we thought they dressed really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, in 2023, 20 years later, I don't know. <laughs> so, Dorinda, who's played by... Yeah, right. So Dorinda, who's played by Sabrina Bryan, was wearing like urban streetwear. Aqua, who was played by Keely Williams, is wearing tights in this ugly, floofy, two-step hoedown skirt (laughs) with tights and cowboy boots. Uh, Chanel, who's played by Adrian Bailon-Houghton, is wearing tights and a skirt. She's actually dressed the cutest. And Galleria, who's played by Raven Simonier, is dressed exactly like Raven Baxter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a, a long sleeve shirt with these decorated jeans yeah. um yeah what did you all think about the fashion it definitely didn't age the greatest which is not surprising it's been like 20 years but during the time that was it i was like oh i want this i want to wear that mm-hmm. i was like i want that skirt 
in reality, I shouldn't want that skirt. <laughs> that skirt. <laughs> <is so> scared. <laughs> but it, it knows. Like all the Disney movies and shows, they weren't dressing as good as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the performance goes awry when the heel of Agua's cowboy boot gets stuck between some wooden planks and Chanel has to try and rescue her. And then Dorinda does a flip and falls over the other girls and all the kids at the party start laughing at him. So uh, Galleria just keeps going uh, in Beyonce fashion. <laughs> Everybody else is falling down and she's like, I'm Beyonce. The show must go on. Um <laughs> So the performance is over and they debrief after the show. And uh, Chanel is like, girl, we messed up in this performance. We may not be ready for the Manhattan Magnet School talent show audition tomorrow. And Galleria, interestingly enough, praises all of the girls and gets them back in good spirits. Um, she's like, Chanel, you hit that high C note. And Aqua, you kept our harmonies tight. And Dorinda, you gave your all to our fans. And we can already tell that she is kind of a leader and a little bit of the glue that keeps the team together. Also, at this point in the movie, Aqua has a Texas accent. And the question is, will she maintain it throughout the movie? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> But that's something that bothers me a lot. Uh, People have a lot of misconceptions about people from Texas. And both me and Jassy are from Texas and live there, like we're raised there. None of us, I feel like I don't have an accent. I feel like Jassy doesn't have an accent. Mm -mm. It's like there there (laughs) are accentless people. Right. Thank you. Yeah, they're just spreading misinformation. No, everybody gets to sound like sandy cheeks. <laughs> yes, thank you. I wish I was in Texas. While the girls are on their way home, we get some exposition. We learn more about them, okay? So we see that Dorinda is taking lessons. I believe they're dance lessons at the youth center and that she also rides the bus and that she's always on the go. We also see her get super defensive when Galleria says she's going to email her what they're wearing tomorrow. (laughs) So uh, that's a clue right there. Aqua has been living in New York City for about six months and she's taking advanced classes like trigonometry at NYU. She only takes taxis because she's afraid to ride the subway. She thinks that the subway is dark and dirty and there are mole people down there. (laughs) When she says this, there is no Texas accent. Um, (laughs) Chanel, who's a native New Yorker, has to hail a cab for Aqua. And Aqua uses like a disinfectant wipe to open the cab door. But uh, Aqua comes across as a little prissy and high maintenance, but she's super smart and a good singer. And after Aqua leaves, all we have left are Galleria and Chanel. So we find out that the Cheetah Girls used to be a duo with just those two, but then they took some advice from Drinka to get more members for some backup. So Galleria and Chanel start dreaming about what it would be like to be big stars and to work with renowned producers like Babyface and Jackal Johnson and how they would be grabbing Grammys and working with the hottest designers, etc. So it appears that these two girls have been thick as these for a long time and they are the OG friendship that started the Cheetah Girls. Then in the weirdest scene of the movie, the scene I actually hate the most, Galleria and Chanel pass a music store where they're playing a song by a new artist called Sherazade. 
That's a weird name. Um, but then Galleria <laughs> and Chanel start dancing outside the store on the street and people gather to watch them. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> the, the problem that I have with a lot of the performance in this movie is the ad libs. I hate them because it's always like somebody like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, why did they make them do this? I hate it. I hate it so much. It's, it's actually very cringy for me. But they're doing this choreographed dance. And it's it's funny and cringy at the same time. And there's a crowd gathering around them. And I'm like, people in New York usually just go on about their way. Like going about their business, I find it difficult to believe that a crowd would start to form with them doing this mediocre dance on the sidewalk. What do y'all think about this scene? Oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's like not realistic, but funny enough, I've actually had a scene like this happen to me in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Um, us about it. What happened? (laughs) Um, It was like years ago and it was like Black Friday and we were it was me and my cousin now we were with my aunt and she was waiting in the long line in Best Buy and we were inside but we were bored so we're like let's walk around so we walked around and we saw that they had like this game set up on one of the TVs for you to just try out and it was a dancing game called um, um Dance Central which is like a black just dance basically and so we put it on and me and her we started dancing I can't remember the song but you just follow the choreography and we're dancing and you know having a good time and and then, like, at the end, we were done. The people started clapping and cheering. And they were like, oh, that's so good. And I, we were like, oh, my gosh, they were watching us. So it's like, did that really just happen? So I've, I have had that moment. But they had no choice because they were all just standing there. <laughs> so, right, right, right. But it was so yes. much fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. What about you, Jasper? What do you think? Um, I think it was just corny because <laughs> you do not care like from what we I know they have their perception on Texas and we have people's perceptions on New York they're rude they're ready to go they get to their places nobody's stopping to watch teenage girls dance in the middle of the street yeah they got stuff to do so I mean, you don't move <laughs> right I'm walking here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so the crowd cheers for them as the dance ends, and a dog that's in the crowd reminds Galleria about her own dog, Toto, and she has to rush home. So when Galleria gets home, um, we see her mother, Dorothea, and her mom is played by Lynn Whitfield, and this is one of the only roles I've seen her in where she wasn't a villain. (laughs) She does it so well. (laughs) Yes, she's a fantastic villain. Yes. (laughs) She could have played um, Voldemort. <laughs> she low-key has the face. like without- She does have like, a no. unique facial structure. Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful, but it's different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Galleria didn't come home in time to take the dog out. And Galleria is too busy with Cheetah Girl stuff to do her chores and also help relay messages to her mother in a Jamaican accent, which that was a weird scene too. But basically her mama is not playing with her. 
her mom appears to be some type of seamstress or clothing designer. Um, I feel like they don't really make it clear in this movie. But next up, we see Galleria's dad, who is an Italian band named Franco Bolo. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, Galleria is biracial. Uh, she also forgot the capers for the chicken piccata that her dad asked her to bring. Have y'all ever had chicken piccata? No. Yes. It's so good. 10 out of 10. Yes, it is so good. You should try it if you get the chance. Okay. But uh, Galleria tells her parents to, that they plan to win the talent show. They want to record a, a real demo and get a record deal so she can live lavishly and set her parents up for life. But her parents don't want to hear that. They want her to do her chores. <laughs> Look, until you make all that money and get them butlers, like, do your chores, girl. Um, and then in the, the quickest scene ever, we see Dorinda mopping a floor at the youth center. And then we automatically switch to <laughs> another scene <laughs> where um, Chanel goes home to this light and airy apartment. I actually really like this apartment. That's probably my favorite setting in this show. They have one of those elevators. Like instead of having a front door, they have oh, an elevator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. I never understood how that goes work. I guess you like have to have a code to know how to get to the. I feel like to that specific floor. I think so. I feel like you have a key or something. Okay. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's it's cool. in the building. They never said what Chanel, what Chanel's mom did, and I was like, because they were like at the top or looked like it almost, and um, I was like, what is she doing? in New York at that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm not 100 percent sure for whatever reason I got mm -hmm. the impression that she was a model, mm. and I, I feel like pictures. because yeah because of the pictures that were in the house, and that also would explain how she knows Dorothy. Because if Dorothy is like a clothing designer or seamstress and uh, Juanita, Chanel's mom, is a model, they would be like in the same industry. But yeah, that's all conjecture. They, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when Chanel comes home, she sees clothes all over the floor and she finds her mom, Juanita, rummaging through a closet for a top to wear for her date. And so Chanel finds this ugly cheetah licious <laughs> Long sleeve shirt for her mom to wear. It's cheetah wishes. <laughs> uh, uh, they speak a lot of Spanish. We find out that the mom is dating a rich French guy named Luke. Uh, we find out that Chanel is Puerto Rican, Cuban, and Dominican. And for whatever reason, Chanel just doesn't seem too fond of her mom dating. Also, we find out in this scene something that I missed when I was a child, that Chanel actually has a little brother that they call Poochie. And we actually see the little brother later on in the movie. And I was like, when I was 12, I did not pick up on that. No, I didn't know that <laughs> until you pointed it out. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. That was crazy to me. I was I like, dang, I was... In, in my rewatching it. But when I was younger, no, I did not catch that. No, no, I did not pick up on that either. Also, what kind of name is Poochie? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but um, Poochie is staying with their dad. So it sounds like her mom may have had a divorce and is like starting to date again. 
So her mom rushes out of the door before Chanel can really tell her about her day. And um, we can tell already that Chanel just isn't getting enough attention from her mom now that she's dating. Um, Also, there's this huge, beautiful black and white photo of her mom on the wall that is just so stunning. I always have loved that photo. It's so pretty. And if I get a chance, I'm going to take a photo just like that (laughs) and put it in my house. Chanel was going to tell her mom about her hitting that high C. And then she does my other sister, Nene's favorite run. Gina girl. (laughs) (laughs) In the next scene, we see Galleria writing songs. And so Galleria calls Chanel's. They have these nicknames for each other. Choochie and Bubbles. Uh, which is weird. And Galleria <laughs> Galleria plays Girl Power, the song that she's writing. And Toto, Galleria's Bichon Frise dog, likes the song and is barking and dancing. And this actually comes back later in the film, interestingly enough. So it's the next day at school and the girls um, come across two guys, a white dude named Derek and a black guy they call Mackerel. Worst name in the history (laughs) of names. Um, (laughs) But the boys make fun of the Cheetah Girls for being the Cheetah Girls. And Galleria is like, we call ourselves the Cheetah Girls because they are the fastest and fiercest animals in the jungle. And um, it's lunchtime. And so Galleria and Derek have this like flirtatious banter that suggests that they like each other. But then Derek and Mackerel are like, hey, we need to switch time slots with you. Um, because Mackerel has like an orthodontist appointment or something like that. And this is something else I could low-key didn't catch. Galleria didn't want to switch times with them, um, but then she opened it to the other girls. They were like, you know, I don't really like change, but like I'll go with whatever the group says. So this is another indication that she has the ability to be like a diplomatic leader Mm -hmm. even though she becomes less so later on in the movie and i didn't really pick up on that so basically the other cheetah girls take a vote and dorinda is like like if we go later it'd be cutting close and galleria insensitively asks her girl where do you always have to go and dorinda kind of plays it off and then galleria says all right ham bone and I was like, girl, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? I actually had to look it up because the ham bone that I know is like racialized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I looked it up to see what she meant by that. Um, and I just thought it was really weird. But apparently it's a term that means someone is a bad actor. So I'm guessing that Galleria knows that Dorinda isn't being honest, but she's not going to push the topic. Uh, it's just a weird thing. Why would a girl in ninth grade <laughs> say Hambo? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I looked at her like, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody else did too. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are freshmen, but the boys are not. They never tell us what grade Derek is, but girls always like older boys. But Derek leaves and he's like, Galleria, you're still my boo. And the girls take a minute to like swoon over Derek or whatever. And Galleria's like, don't fall for it. He just a hater. <laughs> and then <laughs> Derek and Mackerel walk into someone carrying a lunch tray while they're trying to be cool and they get embarrassed in front of the whole cafeteria. Very high school 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> a very high school scene. And then in my favorite scene of the movie, which is up next, the girls do their audition for the talent show. So it's time for them to sing Cinderella. Also my favorite song from the movie. And the girls wear their best outfits, I would say, of the whole movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are these their best outfits, mm-hmm. y'all, or do you think they have better ones? Um, I, I think, think these are the best days. ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the girls' outfits is a mixture of leopard print and white materials, and they each have their own look, but it's still cohesive. Mm-hmm. Then they say a little prayer before performing, and they perform my favorite song from the movie. Of course, we have to sing some of it. Also, I looked up the lyrics to Cinderella, (laughs) and they are way different than what I remember. And then I listened to the performance again, and I was like, no way are they saying what those lyrics say. (laughs) No way. There's no way. This this is like this is the best song in the movie. I feel yeah. like everybody feels that oh, way. And yeah. this one, yes, like when we were uh watching Disney Channel, it used to come on between shows. Like it used to be on the commercial. Yes. And this was my favorite commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, I remember that I specifically. It always was a princess in the I lie in bed and think about Then one day I realized Fairy life wasn't for me I don't want to be like Cinderella Waiting for somebody so here okay the lyrics say as you look up the lyrics i don't want to be like snow white waiting for a handsome prince to come and save me i thought someone waiting i didn't know she said snow white waiting (laughs) if you listen to the song in the movie it does not sound like they're saying snow white it doesn't Um, and then what's the what's the next part? It's on a horse of white, unless we're riding side by side. I don't don't know what yes. I thought they were saying, but yes, <laughs> not I thought she was saying like, "Oh, I will survive." With, uh, uh, like even if no one's on my side or something like that. I think yeah. that was what I was getting at. But um, yeah, the lyrics. I just don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if those lyrics are right, but. That's one of the funnier things that I discovered rewatching this is that Adrian is wearing the tiniest kitten heel boot. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. Um, but <laughs> Juanita and Dorothea, Chanel and Galleria's mom, sneak into the theater to watch the performance along with Toto, who was carried in a bag. Also, Galleria's hair is different from earlier in the day. It's like, girl, did you? And it's not like a simple hairstyle. It's actually a little complicated. So I was like, how did you change your hair that fast? Um, (laughs) So they do a great job performing, best performance of the movie. And even if the background vocals don't sound like them, I don't know why the background vocals sound like a different group of people. I I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. The I can slay my own dragons part is cool. They have like a lot of aerial cameras that do like these rotating shots. Mm -hmm. And then they also have these slow motion shots, which is (laughs) very like 90s R&B to me. (laughs) Um, And then they also have poses like in Say My Name. So (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> then Toto comes on the stage and does a little dance for Galleria, who magically has a dog treat in her hands. And the performance ends, and it was great, especially for a talent show. Like, if they would have did this for the talent right. show, they would have killed it. They should have did that. <laughs> but that was their plan, right? Their plan was to do this for the talent show. To perform that. Mm-hmm. They should right. perform that outside. Mm. Sure. <laughs> After the performance, we meet Dranka. She's an art teacher and like a judge of the talent show. She gets emotional because of how much the girls remind her of herself. Apparently, like back in the 70s, she was a singer named Drink of Champagne, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, she, like I said, she had a hit in the seventies. Champagne bubbles alone. <laughs> she literally goes down the line and tells us once again about the racial identities. Uh, of the group this is where i take the time to point out they have a weird weird way of talking about race in this <laughs> movie and it's emphasized like a little too much for yeah. me mm-hmm. like personally because it's very surface level i don't i don't know it comes across as like oh gallery is biracial she's black and white oh you know we have the latin lady in <laughs> chanel we got the black girl from texas because texas is southern a nationality mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then we have the shrimpy and white dorinda and it's like girl we don't have to focus on race so much and i will say that um having a multiracial girl group is a little different from maybe what we're used to seeing, but them emphasizing it so much over and over and over again. It's like, okay, now like y'all are being weird. Um, but yeah, she literally goes down the line and is like, if I was a biracial hip hop and girl, I'd be you Galleria. And if I was a spicy Latin person, I'd be you Chanel. And if I was a, a sassy girl from the South, I'd be aqua and then she's like dorinda and dorinda's like yeah you and me if you were shrimpy and white and uh <laughs> she's like no if i could dance girl. Say it. <laughs> yes <laughs> well the girls obviously get into the show and then jackal johnson is lurking um you know in the randomly. the wings yeah, yeah just randomly um comes down and he's like the girls start freaking out because jackal johnson is supposed to be like a super producer mm-hmm. who used to go to the same school that the cheetah girls go to now and he was also drink a student in the 90s so he says that the girls are talented and drink calls them her latest project which is true and jackal thinks that the next big thing might have spots like they have um and then i forgot to mention that there's like an annoying little boy who's helping with like it looks like the lights and the sound for the audition and he comes up to Jackal claiming to be their manager but come to find out this is Chanel's little brother Poochie I thought it was some random I don't know random little boy (laughs) why is this random kid acting a fool in this audition (laughs) yes yeah ain't you supposed to be in school what you doing so yeah 
that's her little brother. To that totally went over my head. I'm just, just like, why is this little kid here? Galleria starts kissing up to Jackal Johnson and she introduces herself as the founder and songwriter of the group. And the other girls are like, excuse me? <laughs> they don't say it, but the looks on their faces, it's like, mm, excuse me. Um, yes. But then the moms chime in too. And the moms are like, uh-uh, singing and dancing is a side hobby. And so the moms kind of shut things down, but Jackal gives Galleria his card and she's all dejected and whatnot. So... Um, after they go out for dinner or whatever, Galleria and her mom are in a cab and they drop Dorinda off and she goes to this nice building. But instead of going through the front door, she slinks off to the side door when they're out of sight. So right now we already know that Dorinda has a secret. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Dorothea asks uh, Galleria about Dorinda's parents, but they're like, oh, we don't know much about her family. We just know she has a little sister. And so Galleria makes a smart comment about Dorinda's parents not being all up in her business. And now they are at home and they are arguing now. And it's this age old dilemma. Do I focus on becoming a worldwide pop star with my girl group or focus on my grades and go to college? Um, their <laughs> argument is actually pretty true to life though. I could see this argument happening in real life. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and she's like, her mom is saying, I don't want the prospect of you getting a record deal derailing your future with a higher success rate. It's like college isn't for everybody and it doesn't work for everybody, but it works for way more people than becoming a pop star. So yeah. like, <laughs> so next up we see Chanel and Juanita having a similar disagreement um, to Galleria and her mom. But Juanita is like, I think Dorothea's instincts are right. And then Juanita brings up Luke again. And Chanel is like, I need you to focus, like focus on this. <laughs> And so Juanita says, you know what? You know what's going to fix this? A mother-daughter shopping trip. And Chanel's like, cool. And <laughs> she's like, uh, oh, Luke was thinking about taking me to Paris. And Chanel is like, oh, for what? To visit? And she's like, no, to live. And then Chanel is like, ah, now I'm pissed. <laughs> and then uh, suddenly Galleria calls Chanel and they talk on the phone about how mad they are. They're talking about different things. It's funny. They're, I feel like they're only half listening to each other. Yeah, Galleria is. Yes, thank you. Like, Galleria is <laughs> like, oh, my mom won't let me talk to Jackal. And then Chanel is like, my mom's trying to run off to Paris. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> they're just not talking about the same thing or not even affirming what the other person is saying. It's kind of funny. Franco, who is Galleria's dad, is trying to convince Dorothea to let the girls call Jackal. His theory is if that is that if they make a mistake now, they'll have their parents there to help pieces together. So we get to see Franco and Dorothea's dynamic, which I think is cute, but I feel like the actors don't really have much chemistry with each other. What do you all think about Valeria's parents' chemistry? I like the idea of them and um I like the actors. But yeah, it wasn't like, oh, they were in love and we felt that chemistry that they had like completely to me yeah what about I you Jessica? yeah i feel like i thought they were cute like their image was cute mm -hmm. but um from the scenes and stuff i didn't really get lovers mm -hmm. from them yeah yeah that's how i felt too 
Franco and Dorothea come back into Galleria's room to tell her that she can call Jackal with conditions. And she's like, as your mom, I'm going to the meeting. If I don't like it, we leave. And the girls are like, oh, we're going to call Jackal. So they're super excited. And then Chanel calls Galleria out for getting a big head in front of Jackal. Since when are you the founder of the Cheetah Girls? Galleria just kind of blows it off or whatever. So already we see gallery's head getting blown up so it's the next day at school they set up an appointment with jackal and the news has already spread across the campus about them connecting with the producer Derek comes over and tries to brag about his own moves but mackerel out him as a liar a girl from the school newspaper approaches them to be on the front page and they're super into it because now they're getting press um so galleria starts telling everybody what to do <laughs> And she's like, Aqua, you shouldn't talk with your mouth open or carry hot sauce in your bag. And the week, they try to make it seem like Gallery is being unreasonable. But when Aqua was chewing with her mouth open, I was like, uh-uh, girl. Yeah, get it, like, get it together. Yes. <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody be that obnoxious talking with their doing it on purpose yeah yes i mean this is her first acting role so she was exaggerating like really hard but it was like so annoying and i was like i'm with gallery on this one (laughs) like like you can keep the hot sauce but like don't ever do that again with the mouth yes Yes. So uh, next up, we see Dorinda at the Youth Center. Uh, She finds out that the Youth Center is going to be closed for a gold medal dancer audition. And she gets invited to help run the auditions on Saturday. Uh, We find out that she's getting credit that allows her to pay for her lessons. So it looks like she's mopping up after the auditions to pay for her dance lessons. So uh, right away, we see that maybe she doesn't have a lot of money and that dancing is very meaningful to her. So next up, we're at Deaf Duck Records. Worst name uh, (laughs) (laughs) that I've heard personally. (laughs) But the girls are at the record company and Galleria and her mom are late because they're stuck in traffic. Galleria makes a comment about hoping that Dorinda isn't in the same clothes that she wears every day. That's rude. And (laughs) Galleria and Dorothea decide to walk and Galleria isn't wearing comfortable heels. So uh, Dorothea mentioned that the head of her modeling agency reminded her of Jackal. And I was like, was she a model or was she a designer? I don't know. Like, I wish it just came right out and told us what she did. Right. While they're walking to the appointment, Galleria steps into dog poo (laughs) and tracks it into the record company while Jackal is charming the rest of the girls. Galleria is mortified and everyone else is laughing, but Chanel takes her to the side and takes her to the bathroom and cleans the shoe while Galleria sits down and complains like the Queen of England. Mm -hmm. And yes, she's just sitting there. It's like, girl, this is your shoe. You stepped in this poop and you were late. (laughs) Clean your own shoe. Exactly. Right. So Galleria in this moment calls herself the leader and pats Chanel on the head like a good little servant. And (laughs) Galleria, uh, when they rejoin the group, Galleria is low-key mad that Aqua charmed Jackal with a bottle of her hot sauce. 
And so <laughs> Galleria hands over a demo CD and then Jackal hands over a contract. And so Galleria's mom is like, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. She starts scratching stuff off and she's like, my lawyer needs to review this. And Jackal is like, y'all are going to be famous as easy as one, two, three, and y'all will have a demo recorded in less than a week. And the mom is like, no, you got, you got so much to do if you're trying to do this in a week. So um, he's like, y'all come in on Saturday to lay the track. Saturday is the same day as the talent show. And then Galleria unilaterally, without talking to the rest of the group like she did earlier, says, we're going to be there. And the rest of the group is like, oh, we ain't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they move on. What do you all think about Galleria at this point? She's feeling herself. She's really feeling herself at this point. She's like, mm, I'm getting a little bit of you know, uh, fame seems to be coming my way. So let me change my, my personality. Yeah, she's switching it up a little bit, but it's not too much right now. Yes. Well, for what oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it does get worse. It does. <laughs> so that was a little over the top. No, I, I would have lost it. I'm like, um, ma'am. I tossed that shoe at her. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Right, I'm gonna put the poop back on there. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Galleria is just really feeling herself. She's telling people off. She's not taking her mom's advice, and she's too eager to let down Drinka, yeah. like for this talent show. So Galleria is at school the next day, and she's acting like a diva. She is milking this jackal fame ad nausea, and she's loud and obnoxious, and she says jackal like 25 times, and people are getting annoyed I would be too so Aqua and Dorinda take Chanel to the side and they show her a poster of a website called chompcheetah.com where people can go if they're tired of the cheetah girls it's a bashing site um, so basically they blame Galleria for everybody hating the cheetah girls I don't know how much time has passed was it a day was it two days I feel like it was still that same day. And it was like, yeah. We tired I made of that website fast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried to go to the website, but it doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they basically blame Galleria for all of the cheetah hatred. And Aqua goes all gangster. And I was like, this part is weird. <laughs> Aqua, like gets up in Chanel's face and she's like, you better talk to her before I do. And it's like, okay. Is that an another Texas trope? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, so it's time for the rehearsals for the talent show. And the girls are supposed to rehearse the number that they're doing for the talent show. But Galleria is like, I want to rehearse our new song. And uh, the song that they were going to perform for Jackal. So basically, she just came to this talent show rehearsal to use the stage yeah. as an opportunity for them to practice for their performance with Jackal. Mm -hmm. And Drinka is like, no, like you need to perform your number for the talent show. And Galleria is like, oh, haven't you heard? We're meeting with Jackal. We probably can't even come to the talent show. Right. <laughs> right. And so Drinka is disappointed. And then... <laughs> Galleria is like, isn't it like we already won the talent show? <laughs> <laughs> 
And Drink is like, no. no. What? <laughs> no. You what are you talking about? Where yes. <laughs> yes. Then Galleria goes on to insult Drinka and basically calls her a washed up one hit wonder. And Drinka schools her about keeping her word. She's like, all I got is this school and this talent show and my word. Okay. And my word means something. And the girls confront Galleria because she really like getting ridiculous now. And Galleria just is not budging. Mm-mm. And so Dorinda <laughs> is like, I got to go. Okay. I got stuff to do. And Galleria insults her by saying like, oh, you don't need to be here because all you do is dance. And then Galleria gives her some clippings of cute outfits because they don't want her to look torn up and janky the next time they see Jackal. And this is so insulting, especially when you learn Dorinda's backstory. backstory. Yeah. (laughs) But, (laughs) right. But it's, it's bad to say this to anybody. Right. Like, Dorinda, yes, Dorinda is pissed off and she takes those clippings and she's like, how's this for torn up? And she (laughs) tears them and she leaves and Chanel and Aqua watch in horror. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Miss Chanel, the time is now. You need to go talk to her. (laughs) Yes. Aqua is right. But she's also all up in Chanel's face. I don't know. I don't understand why she's so like confrontational and all up in her face. I, I, like I Chanel know. didn't do it. <laughs> right. I, just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But in the next scene. Don't text and another... don't play. <laughs> just... Right. <laughs> yes. So in the next scene, it's the gold medal crew auditions. This is another scene that I hate for the ad libs. Mm -hmm. Dorinda is supposed to be helping to run these auditions, but she's dancing in all the groups and making the weird ad libbing noises. Pop, pop, come on. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Hit it. You know. Yes. (laughs) Hit it. (laughs) I just can't stand it. I can't stand it because... Typically in scenes like this, they make people record those types of sounds after the scene has already ended. So can you imagine her being in like a recording studio saying, pop, pop, hit it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, yes, it's so funny. It's so funny. But she gets approached by the gold medal crew organizer to come on the road with them for a paid 10 week tour during the summer. And she just needs permission from her folks. And she's all like, oh, for my parents. And it's like, girl, you got a guardian. Let's not, (laughs) right. Let's not pretend you don't know what's up. Don't be shocked that someone used the word parent. It's not that big a deal. (laughs) So in the next scene, we see Chanel. She gets home to find a note from her mom. They were supposed to do their mother-daughter shopping trip, but Juanita went out with Luke instead. And in the note she left her, she was like, oh, Poochie is at your dad's house. You need to pick him up. It's like, dang, girl, what you doing for your kids? Mm -hmm. You're just out here. (laughs) Yes, you're out here full alive with Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and not paying attention to your children. So um, basically, she ditched her daughter for a man, but she left a credit card for Chanel to go shopping without her. Chanel is clearly hurt and kind of over this. And then the phone rings and a realtor is leaving a message about putting their apartment up for sale. Chanel answers the phone before the realtor hangs up and tells the realtor the deal is off and nobody is moving. Okay, Clado. 
Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> so now Chanel wants revenge. Now I'm going to pause right here and ask, do either of you remember answering machines working this way? Where you could hear the person leaving the message out loud? I don't think so. I want to say I've only seen it on TV, but I don't know if right. you can catch the person if they're still yeah, on there. I don't remember that happening. Right. I'm, I can, I'm the oldest here. I don't remember messages being able to be played out loud or you being able to answer the call in the middle of them leaving a message. I low-key am wondering if this is something that was never real and they just made it up because they needed it for TV. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was real and then when technology advanced, they still used it because it it made sense in movies. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so Chanel, who is extra mad now, goes on a crazy shopping spree at a bunch of stores and she sees this animal print vest that she thinks will look nice on Dorinda. So Chanel goes to Dorinda's building and she tells the doorman that she's looking for her. And the doorman is like, hey, go around to the back alley to the superintendent's apartment. And Chanel is like, ooh, this alley is sketchy. <laughs> and she finds <laughs> she finds the superintendent's apartment and an ethnic woman with a lot of kids running around answers the door. And Chanel feels like she's in the wrong place, but she's in the right place. And Dorinda comes to the door and the jig is up. <laughs> Chanel assumes <laughs> Chanel assumes that the ethnic woman was Dorinda's real mom, considering how well she dances, another weird racial stereotype. But um Dorinda has to set the record straight. Dorinda is a foster child in a house with 10 other kids and only gets to live in a nice building because Mr. Bosco, her foster dad, is the superintendent of the building. And then Dorinda gives a decent emotional performance about being given up by her mom and her mom not wanting her. And um, she's upset, but she does not drop a tear. No, no tears (laughs) can be seen. (laughs) And then she and Chanel have a moment about being grateful for a mom versus not having parents or whatever. And so uh, Dorinda is like, you all, you know, the Cheetah Girls are my family and I don't want to lose this. And Chanel, you know, came to check on her and give her a leopard print vest despite them being the cheetah girls and uh dorinda tells chanel about the gold medal dancers situation and she's like girl i need that money and chanel is like what about the cheetah girls and you know dorinda's like cheetah girls ain't paying Um, Girl, yes. But when you live in a house with that many kids, having your own money is, you know, a benefit. Uh, I can't imagine living in a house with that many children. Ever. I feel like, yes. I feel like her home life was probably really chaotic. Um, Yeah. I wish they explored her story a little bit more. Yeah. This is pretty much it for her her story. (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) They actually didn't really explore Aqua very much either. Uh-uh. Uh, so, yeah, we don't know that much about her either. But um, in the next scene, we see Chanel and Galleria having a sleepover. And Dorothea is like, you all can go to this rehearsal with Jackal on your own. I want to see how you handle yourselves. And then Galleria shows Chanel an album cover. And on the album cover <laughs> for the Cheetah Girls, Galleria is front and center. And the rest of the girls are like, 
in the background. background. (laughs) Yes. And so Chanel is mad because Galleria is taking all the credit for everything and wanting more of the spotlight for herself. So they start to argue about this. And Chanel is like, me and the other girls are not your flunkies and you're changing, girl. So Chanel tells Galleria about Dorinda being a foster child and all that kind of stuff. And Galleria is so hyper-focused on getting this deal. This girl, instead of saying, oh, I feel so bad for how I treated her or um, I should call her and check on her. This girl says, well, Dorinda needs this more than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) She better get to work then. Yes. Yes, dance for your dinner. Like yeah. you, you have to earn your keep. I'm, I'm like, girl, Chanel again. The person who tries to keep everybody focused in this movie is like, girl, she don't need a record deal. She needs friends. Like she needs support. Right. This is literally a secret that she's been keeping from them, and now the secret's out. Like she needs to know that they still like love and support her. But Galleria just is so blinded by this opportunity that she can't see anything else. Mm-mm. Galleria thinks she's doing what's best for everyone, and that everything will be much better once they get this deal. Sure. Um, <laughs> then no one likes you at the end of the day. Right. So next up, they're at the Jackal rehearsal and the marketing team did some research. Apparently, this must have been an AI generated idea or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They came up with a group called the Global Get Down and each of the girls has like an animal alter ego. Galleria will stay a cheetah, Dorinda is a panda, Aqua's a baby seal, and yes. Chanel is a snow leopard. The baby seal so. was so creepy. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so they basically did this research and threw together a stupid idea with masks and everything. So they are these faceless, soulless creatures for teens to consume. Mm-hmm. And Galleria isn't feeling this. She's like, how are we supposed to sing with these masks on? We don't lip sync. And he's like, you'll learn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Galleria is like, uh, not, uh, no, well, let's show you what we can do. Okay. Yeah. So they get up to sing Girl Power. And I actually really like this performance as well. And this was another one that used to come on in the commercials um, yes. on Disney Channel. Throw your hands up if you know that you're a star. You, you better stand up if you know who you are. Don't never give up. Never close the hotel. This song is funny because there are moments where Aqua sounds like a baby in the songs. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but there's a part where she goes, and times I may just feel like I'm back into the wall. Yeah. I know that my back is covered. <laughs> <laughs> We're now for whatever. <laughs> Better stand there. <laughs> Some weird accents going on. I don't know. <laughs> yes. We're now for whatever. 
<laughs> I, they just, for whatever reason, when they all are supposed to be singing together, it does not sound like their voices. Yeah. I just, somebody else is singing background vocals. I'm, but they dance in music video fashion. Jackal loves their performance, but then he's like, here's the song we're thinking about. Worst song in the history of songs. <laughs> we go all around the world. We go, we go all around, around the world. world. It sounds like a song that you sing in like daycare. Yes. Like like, (laughs) a game or something. Yes. 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 And they want the girls to get into it. And then everyone except Galleria is like low key getting into it and starting (laughs) to dance. Yes. And Galleria is freaking out. And she's like, no, stop, stop. Like, what is this? Did you like Because <laughs> they literally girl started power? popping it. Yeah, they were like, yeah, oh, okay. okay. They- <laughs> yes. And then Jackal is like, global get down. And this song is what we sold to the record company. And this is what the record company expects. And so Galleria says, uh-uh, if we can't do this our way, we're out of here. And she starts to leave, but the rest of the girls don't follow her. (laughs) And so um, Jackal leaves and gives them some time to talk to each other. And Galleria's like, why didn't y'all follow me? (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, girl, we don't have to agree with everything that you say. Like, you don't speak for the whole group. Mm. And Galleria's like, y'all, like... He doesn't like who we are. He's trying to change us. But we can still do the talent show, even though she insulted Drinker's little talent show. And the girls are like, "Uh uh-uh. Now you're all gung-ho for the talent show? Now that's what you want to do? And so Chanel is like, we should consider this offer. And Aqua says, Galleria, you're just mad because they're not using your material. You're not the boss of everybody. Galleria wants the girls to believe that what they have is good enough. And they're like, we can't trust you anymore. Even if she is right about Jackal. And that's the thing. Like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) But if you're messing up and ruining your relationships, sometimes people won't listen to you even if you're right. Right. So it's important that you like always treat people with kindness. But Galleria decides to take her ball and go home. And she's like, if y'all are considering this deal, I'm quitting the group and y'all can take it without me. And so she leaves and Jackal comes back in and he's like, there's more where she came from. <laughs> Anyways. Right? And then Jackal tries to center Chanel. And he's like, what if we call it Chanel and the global get down? And Chanel is like, oh, that sounds good. And then Aqua pushes the crap out of her and like snap out of it. And Chanel just like kind of snaps out of it. And she's like, oh, we need time to consider your offer. And so when they leave, they see tons of teenage girls outside that could easily replace them. And the Mm -hmm. genius thing, like the global get down, I feel like would never be successful in my own eyes, but from a business standpoint, it is really smart to have the girls wear masks because you could interchange them like so quickly and you could get away with that. So they would easily be replaceable. (laughs) Right. And you just copy and paste somebody in there. (laughs) Galleria goes home and when she comes in the door, she already has tears down her face. 
Um, and she's like, mom, please don't say I told you so. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and <crap>. so her, <laughs> her mom embraces her and Dorinda decides to go on tour with the gold medal crew because the Tudor Rose are over and, uh, Aqua still can't catch a cab. So, uh, that was like <laughs> a weird, all gave for her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They didn't round out her story at all. I don't know why. They just no, they just don't care about Aqua. Okay, so next up we see Chanel get home and she finds a lot of stuff on the floor and she sees her mom looking at receipts. And Juanita is so mad because Chanel used her mom's credit card and ran up the balance. <laughs> and her mom uh went to the store to buy some shoes and she was gonna wear the sandals out of the store and my car got declined and the saleswoman snatched the paint off my toes <laughs> she took the shoes off my feet so fast she snatched the paint off my toes why would you do this <laughs> I thought that was hilarious yeah. and Chanel was like but I thought we were gonna be rich it's like girl no you were mad at your mama why didn't you like just be yes. <laughs> don't lie Right. I'm sure you a shopping spree. (laughs) Right. Right. You said. Literally. (laughs) Right. So Chanel's mom is like, you took advantage of me. And Chanel is like, no, Luke came into the picture and I didn't matter anymore. My dreams didn't matter anymore. She does a decent emotional performance. Still no tears, but uh, decent. And she's like, I know what it's like to not have a mom. And she starts to feel all guilty. And Juanita's like, who don't have a mom? And she knows, like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> it's about me now. Yes. yes. Focus on yes. me. Focus. I told you. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, Chanel and her mom have a special moment. And she cries because the Gina girls are over. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because when you're 14, everything is, like, so intense. Yeah, also, everything she, is dramatic. <laughs> yes. Also, I was very she, dramatic at that age. Girl, weren't we all? <laughs> she um was like, I know what it's like to not have a mom. And it's like, girl, you just found out yesterday. Like, <laughs> right. Hush. But moving on, we see Galleria and her folks. Her parents are actually holding her accountable because she wants things her own way, but she's not considering what the other girls wanted. And her mom says, sometimes you have to let go and let other people make their own choices, just like Dorothea is learning to do with Galleria. And so Galleria is proud of her choice, but she questions it a little bit. But overall, I think Galleria did make the right choice. She was just being too much of a butthole yeah. to her friends <laughs> and not thinking about what they wanted. <clears throat> So next up, we see Galleria go to the theater alone and she plays a song and sounds super sad. She's singing Cheetah Sisters and her voice sounds super sad and somber to the point where I don't think it's her. I I don't know if that's her. It sounds like somebody else. Someone's always there behind. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that does not sound like I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's not her voice. That is a 40 year old woman singing that song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, with like peanut butter at the roof of her mouth or something like that. <laughs> so Derek comes into the theater as well and tells her, oh, this song was good. It's better than all that crazy Cheetah Girl stuff you sing. And Galleria is like, you know what? We tr- we almost got the deal with Jackal and he wanted us to be crazy. Like, listen to this song he wanted us to sing. We go all around the world. We go all around the world. And, and Derek is like, no, stop. <laughs> and she's like, I can't do this with the mask and the lip syncing. It was too much. And Derek is like, well, maybe it's time for the cheetah to walk alone. And, um, I th- are cheetahs solitary animals? I actually am not sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the fact that there's a group of cheetahs is weird. I don't know. No, jaguars are definitely solitary, but cheetahs, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm I feel like sure. I've seen them hunt together. Right. Yeah, I feel like too, I've seen that too. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, is that a leopard? I'm uh, Derek and Galleria have like a nice, cute little moment, and Derek comes across as actually like low key supportive. So that's nice. Uh, next up, the climax of the film ha- happens. Uh, worst climax in the history of film, in my opinion. But <laughs> Galleria and her mom are talking. They're on the streets of New York. I looked up something though. <laughs> a group of cheetahs is called a coalition. Coalition? Oh! <laughs> Wow. Are they f- fighting for rights? They're usually made up of uh, a group of <laughs> brothers, and like the females, they hunt, they have the cubs, but then like a group of brothers be called coalitions. <laughs> I that, was- uh-huh. that sounds that like they. That sounds like civil rights. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so they're ex- they're solitary hunters, except when they're living in a coalition. <laughs> so <they're- laughs> Okay, great. So we have a coalition of cheetah girls. <laughs> Why would they call them a coalition? I don't know. That's funny. Thank you for looking that up. That's interesting. I had to know. <laughs> Toto and Galleria pass a music store on their way to the talent show. And all around the world is playing. And there's a poster with four girls in animal masks. So Galleria assumes that the rest of the cheetah girls took the deal without her. And while she's distracted, Toto runs off into a construction area and falls into a well. I don't know. Like, <laughs> falls into a strange hole. Not really sure what this is. Deep in the infrastructure of New York. I don't know. Galleria chases the dog and while she's chasing the dog she actually runs into a cop and makes him spill his coffee so Galleria calls her parents and she's like hey my you know Toto fell in the hole and uh, (laughs) the officers are approaching her because she assaulted one of them and and Galleria is like my dog he's in a hole and the officer says I feel like these the worst lines in the movie the officer says, dog in a hole? That's bad. I have to call for backup. <laughs> and I was like, those are your lines? Dog in a hole? I feel like it's, it's very like a pig in a blanket. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. But right now, the talent show is in full swing. And this hole is like right across the street from the school. So the fire department comes out, which is true to life, and uh, her parents come out, and now the press is involved because the fire crew is causing a traffic jam. So Chanel and her mom are getting their hair done when they see Toto on the news. And so they hop up and leave, 
And then Derek's group, Sonic Chaos, performs. <laughs> Coming right out, Derek is a rapper and Matt <laughs> is a DJ. And I hate this performance. <laughs> this is my least favorite song. Come this on, is my come on, come on, come on. <laughs> if you feel like one of them, that's come on. White, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Asian. Race again. They bring up race again. White, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Asian. It don't matter where we are. We want hip hop nation. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, it's so bad. And the Aww. beat's not even good. Come on, come on, come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, next up we see with this performance. <laughs> no. Yes. Like I can't. It's just so bad. Um, <laughs> um when that one when that performance used to come on between commercials, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm, it's time to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> next up we see Aqua. She actually took the subway to get to Toto. If we remember, she don't take the subway because there's mole people down there. <laughs> but she pushed through it. And uh, she's like, I came for Toto, not you, Galleria. And then Dorinda shows up, too, kind of out of nowhere, um, assuming she took a bus. And Chanel shows up. And it's clear that none of the girls are there to support Galleria. They're checking on Toto. And they blame Galleria for losing track of Toto. <laughs> <laughs> girl did you let him off his leash like you know they're blaming her it's funny and it's hilarious to see Galleria be upset that they're not checking for her yeah <laughs> but like girl you literally call them your background singers and dancers and you said you're poor and yeah you poor <laughs> <and drinking. laughs> Oh, with your broken With your broken Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what you expect, girl. Uh, Jesus, that was funny. <laughs> um, miraculously, though, they're all wearing the same outfits in a different color. I guess we wear pink on Fridays. I don't know. You know. <laughs> They just all miraculously wore the same outfits. The fire department has to cut the power during Derek's horrible performance, which is the best thing he's done. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I'm excited for. And uh, when the power goes out, Drinka comes on stage and starts telling a story. And then the power comes back on and magically a new story gets broadcast in the middle of the talent show, showing Galleria <laughs> doing an interview with the press about rescuing her dog in the background of the video is the high school now how is this possible <laughs> how is it possible <laughs> that when the power comes back on the projector gets turned on and is turned to the channel that allows them to see the live interview <laughs> that like, galleria is doing that? right outside the high school how is this? I understand there's movie magic and we have to figure out ways to get from point A to point B. <laughs> but this is nuts. Yeah, this is not movie magic. <laughs> yes, this is ridiculous. This is sorcery. This is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So who did this? Anyways, for whatever reason, Mackerel is like, we got to go. We got to help. And I'm like, Mackerel, what skills do you have? What dog, getting a dog out of the hole skills do you have 
that will allow you to help. (laughs) (laughs) I would understand more if Mackerel is like, oh, we got to see this. No, dog in a hole? We got to (laughs) go. (laughs) Yeah. That would make more sense. But for him to be like, oh, we got to go help. Like, Mm -hmm. how? Like, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. But all the people from the talent show are filtering out to the street to see what's going on. And Drinka sees Galleria. And Galleria apologizes for getting a big head. And uh, Drinka is like, yeah, you got a big head, but you also have big dreams and a big heart. But you need to watch your big mouth. (laughs) And... (laughs) so um next up we have a fireman who's like hey something wrong with your dog okay we need you to get in here and call to him he's not moving so they decide to sing together we can and they sing so low i don't know why they're singing (laughs) so low to get this dog out of the hole the fireman at this point is being annoying to me because he just keeps yelling commands louder, faster. Like, he's just like <laughs> and so they're like, together we go. Yes. Together we go. So the, they get the crowd clapping with them as well. And this calls us back to the fact that Toto likes to dance to their music. Mm. And uh, apparently that gets him moving. And uh, they get him out of the hole. And it's hilarious and ridiculous. And it's like, I'm happy that Toto's okay. And this is a horrible climax (laughs) to the movie. I just, it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. But once he's okay, once Toto is squared away, all the girls leave because they're sick of gallery of shit. And they're like, yes total's good yeah peace out yes (laughs) so Derek talks to her and he assures her that she did the right thing to walk away from Jackal but it doesn't mean she has to walk away from her friends and so she whispers something to Derek in his ear whatever that was and music starts playing out of nowhere did Derek go and get oh Y'all, that might actually make sense now. Maybe I'm piecing stuff together. <laughs> so Derek Derek actually had equipment because of the DJ setup or whatever. Right. Maybe she asked him to bring the speakers or something so they could perform. Yeah. That actually makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. For her to just start singing and for her voice to be it's amplified. Across, yes. <laughs> she just started. But there was no microphones. Like, mm-hmm. how was her voice carrying across that huge group of people? Like, <laughs> yes. So she starts singing. And the other girls chime in because they're caught up in the moment. There's a time when we all cheers. To lose faith or follow through. Wait, no, I messed up the lyrics. I was no. like, is <laughs> yes, <it>? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but they all start singing together. Like this is a, a slow kind of lead in to Cheetah Sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, we also get a brief look at Aqua's dad. And the only uh-huh. reason we know it's Aqua's dad is because he's wearing a bolo tie. 
<laughs> Which means Those he's from Texas. Classic up, Texan look. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh okay. <laughs> Me and Jassity both lived in Texas for our formative years. I don't know that I've ever seen a man in a bolo tie in real life. <laughs> ever. Yes. Granted, we grew up in Houston. We did not necessarily live in a rural area, but like, I'm sick of the the Texas <laughs> stereotypes <laughs> in That's this movie. Came in on a horse. I don't, I don't Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. We didn't even get to see the man's face. They just refused to just round out Aqua's story. <laughs> yes. Not, yeah. Yes. Well, if we make her from out of state, we don't have to tell her story. You know. Give <laughs> <laughs> her some hot sauce and the accent yes. sometimes. <laughs> She's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put her in those little hoop skirts, hoedowns, and some cowboy boots. That's all you need. Right. You rounded out her character. I just, I just can't. But, anyways, they start singing. Cause we are sisters. We stand together. We make a make a right there believe it mister mister. oh okay (laughs) i never knew it like who is this mister (laughs) it's just like any man to the patient (laughs) (laughs) there's a part where i gotta do (laughs) (laughs) there's a part in the song where things are kind of chill in the song and then galleria Raven Simone just yells. I'm trying to remember which part it is. Cause mama didn't raise no fools in these dreaming. Oh yeah. And this okay. part, I might need help to carry on. <laughs> She's yelling. Everybody it was like, I'm wondering how to <laughs> to say that Derek played like a pretty good guitar riff. Oh yeah. Like, after they sang the slow part and I'm like, "Okay, Prince, you know, um <laughs> 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 um but this is a very good performance even though it's unbelievable. This is kind of like movie musical stuff because background dancers come and do their choreography. Some of these are firemen. Uh some of these are <laughs> Yes, construction workers. Uh, some of these just appear to be random citizens. <laughs> so like, okay, you all know the choreography and how. And then they do a breakdown where each From of the them. Cheetah Girl perform. website. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so they each have their own little breakdown with their own background dancers. We see the parents dancing, we see Chanel's mom give us a little spin. Um, one of them is dancing with a broom, like <laughs> jumping over cars. It's crazy. Yes. It's a very funny. 
I'm looking at um, the lyrics. Sorry, I was looking at the lyrics, and it uh-huh. says that it says, she says, "Don't even miss us." We're cheating. No, girls. that's Cheetos. not right. <laughs> no, I know it's believe it, Mister. <laughs> that is what the lyrics say. No, no, I know it's believe it, Mister. I know she's saying believe it, Mister. Whoever wrote those missed it. <laughs> Mr. Rhymes with sister. <laughs> oh, jeez. Somebody's messing up the lyrics online. <laughs> so a little menace is probably Poochie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the song is about being multicultural and being strong together and all that kind of stuff. And their performance gets broadcast on the news and Jackal screwed the pooch on this one. He regrets not taking them as they are. So the performance ends. Cheetah girls, cheetah sisters. And so Derek gets on stage and he just makes out with Galleria in front of her parents. <laughs> and I'm like, that is white male audacity. <laughs> I don't know what my mom would do if somebody just came mom up and started making out with her. She would. <laughs> and she would embarrass me. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Pull us right down from that car. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. right. Get out from there. Yeah. No. So things calm down. They go back in the school theater eating snacks. And Galleria is like, I'm so glad we're still friends, even though the group broke up. And they're like, girl, what you talking about? <laughs> and the girl said, uh, we didn't take that deal. And she's like, oh, snap, I thought y'all went with Jackal. They're like, nah, we let some other puppet heads take it. (laughs) (laughs) And Dorinda has also decided not to go on tour and get that paper. She wants to be with the Cheetah Girls. And so Dorinda gets approached by her foster mom and her younger sister. And the moms welcome a new Cheetah Mama into the Jiggy Jungle. And... (laughs) The talent show first prize goes to the Cheetah Girls. What kind of twist is this? <laughs> they put on I a show-stopping If traffic. I was drinker, I wouldn't have gave it to her. <laughs> right. You call me a washed-up uh, singer a from washed the 70s? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> After I sang Champagne Bubbles of Love. <laughs> champagne right. Bubbles of Love. <laughs> Girl, you are not winning. But yeah, they did put on a show-stopping performance of Mm-mm. a traffic jamming. Jamming, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, they win and they're able to record the demo after all. And then guess who calls them right when they're receiving <laughs> their winnings? Jack. One and only Jackal Johnson. Yes. And they take turns telling him off in the corniest way possible. (laughs) (laughs) That she doesn't do it our way, our day. (laughs) Yes. We don't run with hyenas or wolves, whatever it was. (laughs) 
we're, you know, we're going to survive with the love of the cheetahs that came before us. That type of stuff. <laughs> and so I feel like that was kind of lame. And then finally, they're like, tell Jackal, we're unavailable. And then they flip the phone closed, which is so satisfying. I miss being able to hang up on people that. like that. Yes. <laughs> like hanging up on somebody by flipping your phone closed. And then they freak out and they're like, ah! Like the face that Raven does after she hangs up on Jackal is like she just got engaged. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, she's like when she herself. does that thing. Yeah, when she like yeah. fans her face really like fast and excited. It's like, girl, did you just turn down a record deal or did you just get married? Like what? <laughs> like, yeah, like we just told Jackal to suck it. So, <laughs> so excited by that. But um, they end the movie, and of course, they all say cheetahs together, and the movie's over. So, that is the end of the very first Cheetah Girls movie. So, at the end of every review, we ask two questions Does the movie hold up, and is it worth a rewatch? I'll give you each a chance to answer. Jasty, you go first. I definitely think it's worth a rewatch. I would watch it over and over again, especially if I have kids, daughters one day. I have a little sister. I watched it with her. Like, I just feel like it definitely is worth the rewatch. And the hold up, I feel like it still holds up to me. I don't think the impact has changed, even though now as an adult, it does seem a little bit more corny. I feel like the message is still powerful, impactful. And I feel like if I could right now, I would still be in a girl group. <laughs> Just to live out that bad. So yeah, I definitely feel like it's it holds up and I would rewatch it. Okay, great. So Arabia, what about you? Does it hold up and is it worth a rewatch? Um, yeah, it holds up the story and the idea of a girl group and um this the, the storyline was still good and I, I loved it and I would rewatch it. I, I do rewatch it on my own, like maybe <laughs> once a year, do a trilogy, <laughs> the trilogy. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it, it's good. It's definitely something you can show other like younger kids that are you know coming up and they could still enjoy it. Yeah, I think for me, the movie only sort of holds up. But if you were really into it as a kid, you should definitely consider rewatching it just for fun. I feel like if you're 32 years old now and you've never seen it, don't bother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just forget about it. Don't worry about it. It's not yeah. for you now. <laughs> my cringe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I also realized that my sense of humor and taste have changed a lot since this came out 20 years ago. And the climax mm -hmm. of this movie is ridiculous, okay? But yeah. the songs still slap. Mm -hmm. The dancing is still good. But something about it just made me realize how much better Cheetah Girls 2 was. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right. Cheetah yes. Girls 2 was amazing. The camera wasn't fuzzy. The mm -hmm. songs are like so good. And, so much. Um, Next level. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So that's They're one of those country. sequels. It's giving. Yes. Doing our thing now for real. Mm -hmm. International. <laughs> yeah. It's. it's fantastic it's actually my favorite cheetah girls movie but yes. it was nice to walk down memory lane uh i probably won't be rewatching it anytime soon i kind of do the mm -hmm. same thing where i rewatch it like maybe once a year um cheetah girls too though i probably rewatch that twice a year <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes but 
Can you all guess what the critics and the audience at Rotten Tomatoes gave the Cheetah Girls? Arabia, what do you think the critics rated the Cheetah Girls out of 100%? Uh, the critics, I think it gave it between like either like a 60 or a 70 and then the um, the audience like an 80. Okay. All right. What about you, Jasmine? I think about 80, 80 for five, 85. For the audience and the critics? Actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I was shocked to see that the critics gave it a 75% while the audience gave it 49%. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's actually kind of, yes, it is. It's actually kind of difficult to find such a big difference, especially with the critics rating it higher than the audience. I feel like that's hard to believe. Like, who was the audience? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. I feel like I would give it about an 80% because of how impacted I was as a preteen. But like I said, lots of people on these sites are not the target demographic for these films. Like your opinion shouldn't count if you're a white male 45 year old. old. Like, (laughs) yes, why are you rating Cheetah Girls? It's not for you. You don't get it. Right, <laughs> right. You don't so your relate. opinion, yes, your opinion doesn't count. Thank you. Like, <laughs> thanks for watching the movie, but we don't need to Next. hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning into our review of the Cheetah Girls on their twentieth anniversary. I want to give a special thanks to my lovely sisters Arabia and Jassity for taking time to share their thoughts as well. Say bye, ladies. Bye. And that's on growl power. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Thanks goodness. For that's hilarious. Sister. Yeah. Yes, of course. As always, it's been super fun. <laughs> so <laughs> don't forget to tell us your thoughts in the comments and on social media. Join us next week here at Sub Media Reviews, where I'll be reviewing the 1988 classic Coming to America. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Sub Media Reviews. I hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane just as much as I did. If you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows you'd like me to review next, or if you just want to share your thoughts on today's episode, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest at Sub Media Reviews and on SubMediaReviews.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve the show and spread the word to new listeners. So until next time, peace out, home slices. All right, Cheetah Sisters. Let's take it back. (laughs) I'm keeping that in. Um, (laughs) 